Hello, and welcome to the Go Take Pictures podcast, where we spend time getting to know people who've decided to use photography to communicate in powerful ways. And the question I want to ask, how do they balance making art with being a real person? How does photography fit into their family, their job, struggles, and everyday life? At the end of the conversation, I'm hoping to know where the art comes from and then share that with you. My guest on this episode is Tara Workman, a landscape and nature photographer based in Portland, Oregon. She was born in Barbados and moved to the U.S. to pursue a career in medicine as a family physician. Her imagery is subtle, studied, and unique, and it was a pleasure learning about her approach to photography, the community she's built with other photographers, and the way she works. Tara, thank you so much for taking the time to get on the uh, on the internets and I was gonna say get on the phone, but get on to the web <laughs> and have a conversation with me today. This is this is something I've been I've been asking you about for months, and I know you've been busy, and then I've been busy. So I appreciate you taking the time. Well, it's it's my pleasure. Um, really humbled and honored that you asked, and sorry it took so long. Oh no, you. not at all. Well, and it's it's interesting because I think some people are really great about recording, you know, and, and putting out episodes every single week. And I'm I'm just not. And I'm I think uh, I don't I'm not get that good with posting regularly on social media either. I don't I never posted blog posts very regularly. So I this is actually the third one in a row that I haven't published yet. So I have a backlog now of three episodes I need to get finished. So they're going to come out all rapid fire. It's not a bad problem to have. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, I guess first of all, you know, I this is like I said, overdue. But you are this is interesting because I started the podcast back in midsummer this last year, July, I think. And kind of from the get go, one of my goals has been to talk to people that I personally, you know, I like their work, people that I follow, people who I'm curious about. This is selfishly it's a way for me to get on the phone and talk to people that i wouldn't have otherwise talked to that's that's kind of that kind of the goal so you came up immediately um yeah just i, I made a list of people i wanted to talk to and your name was on there right from the get-go so uh anyway well well thank you yeah um and then i think it's kind of interesting Sometimes people, you know, I, you, you meet people and you, and you get talking on these kind of podcast interviews and you've never met them in person. I've met you one time. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. It was the middle yeah, of the okay. night. Middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, it was, you know, sometime <laughs> in the middle of July, I think, or something like that. But, uh, or yeah. some, something yeah. around there. But we were shooting milk, the Milky Way out at Cape Kowanda and... That was uh, pretty cool. It was, it's yep. always kind of fun to run into people in the middle of the night. That you've, you know, you go, oh, do I know you? Agreed, and and dark. I, exactly, yeah. It was a, uh, it was probably one of the last times I've ever shot Milky Way, and I remember you were, you were so, I don't know, you were just so nice. Um, so I definitely remember it. Remember it well. You caught me on a good day. <laughs> no, I try to be nice. It's, uh, <laughs> hopefully, that's my default. Yeah, no, that was um, it was great, Indeed. and I'm, it's kind of funny because I haven't really done anything with. There's a photo I took where there's a you know indiscriminate people along a ridge, and I you know I think I posted it, but um, it's been one of those that I come back to regularly. Uh, I've had it as a screensaver on my on my own uh, computer at home, so kind of fun. I'll probably should throw that one in the show notes when we 
point put this out there. Um, nice. Well, before we nice. get too much further, why don't we, if you wouldn't mind, tell me a little bit about, tell, tell me and the, and the listeners a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, what you do, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I am, you know, I, I, I was born in Barbados. Um, I'm a family physician most of the time, full-time family physician. Um, photography, it's kind of the full-time hobby. Um, so most of the spare time is, is uh, taken up doing photography. Um, I moved to the U.S. probably, I think, 2007, so over 10 years ago. Um, lived in Florida for a bit, did residency there, uh, took a job in Eugene, met my husband who lived in Portland, and then we decided we should live together. So I moved up here and, yeah, discovered photography and realized that I was in the mecca uh, of landscape photography here in Portland. Um, and, uh, yeah, the rest is history. I think we take it for granted a little bit. The, you kind of get, it kind of gets normal that, that we have so many different great places to go to shoot. And yeah, I, I yeah. don't think that's true for like a lot of people when they when they hear oh I say where I'm in Portland and they go oh wow that place is great you can you can drive 20 minutes in any direction and, and shoot cool stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's it's I've met a lot of people, um, and there there definitely isn't a shortage of places to to go shoot. Yeah, um, I, one of the things that I think is uh, sort of interesting is that your photography seems while you, while you have and we'll talk about locations and places that you know areas that you like to shoot. I've noticed and and thought it was really cool that your photography doesn't seem very location dependent. If that does that make any sense? That is true. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely true, and no, I was just gonna say it's um, that's been a newer a newer development, um, and almost, uh, I would say it it was almost a conscious but unconscious choice, um, in that I I wanted to challenge myself creatively. But what that meant, I didn't know. Um, so the journey's been fun and it's been interesting, but um, I didn't realize that this is, you know, this is where I would end up. But um, I definitely knew that I wanted to change some things in terms of the way that I was shooting. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love asking, the, in this case, kind of obvious question, but definitely a little bit of the challenging question. So what is it you were moving, trying to move away from? Uh, or, or, or if it wasn't moving away from, what were you trying to move toward? Maybe is yeah. So, so there were a couple of things. I mean, I think part of it was moving away from the traditional way that that I found the the photographers that I knew and the photographers that I followed the traditional way that they were shooting. So, what I was finding was um, me and my friends. We would we would have kind of seasons of shooting, especially in the Pacific Northwest. So. You know, you could you have your Milky Way seasons, you have your fall color seasons, um, and you know you've got 
Palouse in June. So you have all of these things um, right. that are generally like you know you're gonna you're gonna see the same people, and it almost became like a rat race for me, where um, you would see the same things over and over. Tulip season is starting, um, and I, I just remember getting to a point where I felt like, why are we all shooting the same things? Um, you know, why, why? I just felt like we all had the same shots. I was starting to not enjoy the beauty that we have all around us. It was starting to be, I was becoming more desensitized, um, if that makes any sense. Um, and for me, we, we are so fortunate and there's no reason for me to look at the beauty of the Tulip Festival and want to swipe, swipe away from that photo. It's, it's beautiful. Or Multnomah Falls, um, you know. So for me, I started to, to kind of question why I was shooting the way that I was shooting what did I want to shoot? Um, and then I started to, to kind of delve into other photographers that were doing different things um, and then why I liked their photography. And the one, the one thing that I realized about the people that I gravitated, the work that I gravitated towards was that they were very unique scenes um, and very creative in the things that they did. And... Um, it may be fall color, but, you know, it might be, you know, a tree um, just shot in a more intimate way. And it was beautiful. It was stunning. It would stop me in my tracks, um, but it wasn't these iconic scenes. And so I started to to wonder if I could even do that, you know, in terms of a creative, um, just just as a creative person, you know, can I actually make images that I don't know exist, um, sure. but will also resonate with other people. And yeah, um, yeah so that, that kind of, those kind of questions started me moving in a different direction. Um, and I started shooting less um, in the area. And then I, I actually, uh, I took a couple of conferences and different things with different photographers and um, started to get inspired in different ways. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. What, um, you, that, that's a, it's a really interesting way to, to, to think about things. I have had similar, um, and I have, and I've talked about this with friends where you realize there's something, something's going on. Okay. Milky Way season has started. And when you see the first person that, that's like, okay, Milky Way season's on. And then there's, there starts to be this, this FOMO, right? The fear of yeah. missing out. Yeah. And I, th I can't think of any time that was worse than that from for me than the comet this last year. Oh gosh. And and I I did make a point and drag some friends out and we went and shot it. But mm -hmm. there was it was like every single night that I wasn't out shooting, I was thinking I I could be out shooting it right now <laughs> because it's such a win in limited window and it'll be gone and um. And there was also this of, if you're going to shoot it, then you, of course you've got to get it processed. You've got to get it out there right now while it's still a thing. Right, right. While people care. Um, mm -hmm. 
but that's a that's an odd thing i it's a weird phenomenon that i i've never experienced it in any other part of my life any other art form um, yeah and i was and a I, musician for years and that was never a thing you didn't right on to like oh there's a musical event and i have to go make the music for it like that wasn't a thing yeah and and, the, and for me there's there's nothing wrong with it it's just i i, I just started to question because i i went out and i shot the comet as well i still haven't processed those images but <laughs> um you know and i for me it's it's it was just I got to a point where I was just questioning myself um, and I have friends who still enjoy the chase and still enjoy the seasons. And for me, it's about the enjoyment of it. Um, right. And as long as you are, as long as you're having a good time and you're enjoying the work that you're putting out, have at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's something that I have been curious about. Mm hmm for i mean i'm, I'm going to say like at least the last two or three years you have had a really tight group of people that you shoot with <laughs> yeah fairly regularly and i'm you haven't told me that i just have picked up on that from seeing you guys all posting stories from the same places and yeah, yeah. and um i'm i'm curious about that because some people are full-on lone wolf some mm -hmm. people are only go on workshops and some people have you know, like kind of their go-to crew. Um, tell me about that if you if you don't mind. Yeah, um, I think we're we were just very fortunate in that. Um, I think so. The whole Instagram community, you know, and the and the Pacific Northwest community of photographers, um, we all kind of know each other. And this group, they actually they actually invited me. To join the group so they had known each other through another organization um, and so they were friends and it was more i think it started out more as like a what were those things called you know where everybody kind of likes your photos and oh, and like it's those, a, like those pods those pods right yeah. so i think i think it, it it kind of went into that where everybody kind of kind of you know you liked each other and commented on each other's photos and different things and and i was invited uh into the group um and then it just and then we would you know whoever could go out and shoot at the same time we would all we just had a group of people and so like two or three people would go out to the same places if anybody was available and it slowly has morphed into this weird thing called friendship <laughs> we're we're not just we're not just insta friends anymore we're actually you know we we actually don't talk photography as much um and it's more real life uh friendship um which i will be honest was a big surprise you know i i remember talking to my husband one day and being like i think these people are becoming like a part of my life I think I think I'm gonna have to start start incorporating them as my friends, um, as real real friends, as real friends. Yeah, um, but they're they're a good group of people. It, it you know it's one of those unexpected things, and um, yeah, it's it's just been great. And so the fact that you know we always have somebody that we can go shoot with, um, that's also a gift. You know, yeah. no, that's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Well, and I, I have, I've noticed it, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of, you kind of see, and you start to realize like everybody has 
you know, kind of their regular people they hang out with. And for me, anybody who looks at any of the stuff I share knows that I hang out with Cody Keto a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is like, it, and I think Cody was with me the night we met, but he and I, if you know, if you watch his stream and his stories and things, dude is covered in tattoos. He's like <laughs> six foot two, six foot four, probably. I'm yeah. like, I'm like five, nine. I have no tattoos. Um, our daughters actually were in elementary school together and that's how we connected. Nice. So, and it's funny cause our daughters aren't really friends anymore, but he and I, we are usually out there shooting at least once every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the same, I was out on a group outing with, you know, three other friends, um, the night we met. So it's, I'm always, I am always curious about how other people's friend, um, you know, kind of photography pods work and how, yeah. those, how those form. Uh, yeah. And for me, the, the most interesting thing is that we're all kind of from different walks of life, different, you know, um, you know, jobs and, and, and we may not even have been friends otherwise if it wasn't for photography. But um, I think that that's, that's, that's the best part of it. It's just so unexpected. So, yeah. and it's, yeah. I think photography just brings, has brought a lot of good things into my life just in general. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I was, I've had a very similar conversation with my wife about, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a group, a bunch of people that are friends that I talk to all the time and it all started within the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's odd to me because I, I have, you know, life people I've been friends with for, you know, 25, 30 years, but then there's this new group that are, that I feel like in some ways are just as close, even though it's only been a very short amount of time. And some of them I don't even hang out with all that often. Um, We have a, we have a little, um, a Slack channel that is just a bunch bunch of photographers that I've kind of, I've, we've met through these different means and now we all kind of, I have this ongoing conversation with them and. If I'm going to go shoot, like, hey, I'm going here. Anybody interested? And almost always can find somebody to hang out with. Uh, that's the best. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, no, that's great. I, I love hearing how that works. So you are you grew up not here. And <laughs> I would love to know about, you know, kind of what is that like? living here in the in the Pacific Northwest and, and really, I mean, just living in the United States. Um, how is that, what is that experience like for you having, you know, having grown up, uh, having been born and grown up in Barbados? Yeah, it's uh, incredibly different. <laughs> yeah. So Barbados, it's a very, very small island. Um, I think it's, it's like 21 by 11 miles. Um, but contrary to what you would believe we do not all know each other um (laughs) but it is a a pretty i mean it's a pretty small community in in terms of like you know if you go to the bank somebody probably knows your your family member or something like that and and stuff like that so um you've got to be on your p's and q's essentially growing up there and you know just be careful what you say and somebody's always going to tell your mother and and stuff like that and so, I grew up in a really small town, so I, I mm-hmm. can totally relate You understand. To that. There you My go. My dad was the high school counselor, so if I skipped class, oh. I, didn't, I didn't skip class because he would know about it within five or ten minutes. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty similar, pretty yeah. similar. And so moving to the U.S., um, the big the big thing was you had so much anonymity. Um, even moving in to Florida, Florida. I mean, it was warmer. Um, it was in Tallahassee, but culturally very different. Um, so you know, it was just a, a big adjustment in terms of. Um, I had to, I had to learn to grow up essentially. Um, you, you, you don't have, you don't have family and friends to lean on and you don't know somebody who knows somebody that can get this expedited for you. Sure. Um, and then the move to Portland was just, it was kind of me branching out and, and wanting to see a, a different part of the U S. Um, and, I remember after I signed the contract, took the job um, in Eugene, I was like, what did you do? It's this is going to be like the place that rains all the time. It's going to be dark. It's going to be gloomy. You come from an island where there's sunshine. What are you doing? Um, so in my mind, I was thinking I probably um, would be here for a year or so and then try to find sunshine somewhere else. Um, but I absolutely loved the people I loved. I learned to play golf. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was, I, I think the mindset that I gave myself was just be open to anything, um, anything that was not going to, you know, get me an STD or land me in jail or something. So <laughs> those are some good qualifiers. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. So, you know, once you're kind of open to, the possibilities you don't like everything but as long as you're open to trying it you can have a good time and so for me um i don't know i i just enjoyed it here and then i met my husband and yeah it, i don't know i feel it it's it's definitely a home away from home um it actually is home now for me yeah and uh, you said at the beginning but how long have you lived here in the, in the pacific northwest uh from 2010 so almost okay. Just about 11 years now. No, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So what you mentioned, uh, residency in Florida, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. is that, uh, like what initially brought you, uh, over from Barbados? What um, just change. Um, for me, you know, you, you're on a small island. Um, I did med school there, but I also wanted to see if there was anything, um, anything else out there that, you know, that could be helpful for me going back home because in my mind, I wasn't living in the U.S. Right. forever. There was just no way. Um, I definitely wasn't marrying an American. Gosh. <laughs> um, so the the one thing I've learned is is don't plan, <laughs> don't plan your life because, you know, things generally have a way of, of, right. of changing. So, but yeah, I, I just wanted to see somewhere new. Um get some experience, uh, in the medical field a little bit, a little bit differently. Um, yeah. And so the U S was, I think the U S was easier to get into than the UK for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I, this is just telling you my lack of political and geo geopolitical yeah. and geographical. Mm -hmm. What is your, what is your citizens citizenship like at this point? Yeah. So uh, right now, still on a green card, I could apply for citizenship. It's just 
you, you go through so many hoops to, to get here. So it's yeah. kind of, I, you know, it's more paperwork. It's, you got to yeah. do the citizenship exam. I'm quite comfortable. What um, is, what, what citizenship do you have in Barbados? Oh, Barbadian. Okay. Barbadian. There we go. Barba Barbadian. That's Barbadian. a cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. It's, I ask because I know that there's different islands in mm -hmm. that area that sometimes are connected to countries you would never suspect in terms of citizenship. Like, yeah. So it depends. So like the Virgin Islands. So there's the British Virgin Islands, there's the, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Um, but most of the islands there are, are independent. So okay. we're in the Commonwealth, and but we, we're independent in, in that we govern ourselves, uh, you know, from England, I think, from 1966. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you, and do you still have family that live there? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot um, of family? All the family. So awesome. it's it's my sister and I that are in the U.S. and she's oh, okay. she's in in Wyoming, which is another story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I um, my my teenage sons joke around that Wyoming. They're like, I don't think Wyoming's a real place. Like, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything that's going on there. Like, I I might I might have thought the same until she moved there. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Well, I always tell them like, hey, the most important and most traveled part of Yellowstone is in Wyoming. So there you go. There you yeah, go. Get your facts straight, please. <laughs> no, that's that's great. Um, and the I, I, the reason I was asking is I was just totally curious because I, you know, having grown up here my whole life, I you know I haven't really traveled that much outside of the United States. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really that whole idea of how do you travel? What is the, you know, where do you get to go? Like, where is your family? How, how does citizenship and how we travel internationally is a really weird thing right now. No, for sure. So with the whole pandemic, I actually have not, I haven't been able to go home. I think that is on the top of my summer list of things to hopefully do is go, go see my parents. My grandmother's still alive. Both of my parents turned 70, um, during the pandemic. And so mm -hmm. it was like, it was zoom birthdays, which is terrible. Right. Um, so yeah. So the hope is to, I, I usually try to get back at least once a year. So I'm, I'm hoping to make up for it. Wow. That's good. Well, I hope, Here's uh, fingers crossed and uh, sending you the good vibes. That Thank you. Thank you. So when you, we've talked about photography a little bit here mm -hmm. about kind of what, how you've developed things um, recently. How did you get into photography in the first place? Is it something that is this, does this predate, uh, you know, coming to the United States? Is it, uh, how did you get into it? Yeah. So, um, I've always been somebody who I just, I liked taking photos. Um, so I have a backlog of like iPhone photos or, or, you know, photos of family that, that just, I don't even know where they are. They're probably archived somewhere on my desktop for years and years. Sure. Um, so I've always enjoyed taking photos and, and, and sort of being the person who just captures moments um, and so I would buy cameras and my husband, he's the one that kind of pushed me to go, go 
take a class because I wanted to buy a new camera and I didn't know how to use it. And he basically, he's the responsible one financially, you know. <laughs> we all need one so, of those. Maybe we do. We do. It's true. Um, so to basically. Be, to be clear, I'm mm -hmm. not the responsible one. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the house. photographers in the family are not the responsible ones. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So he, he basically said, if you want a new camera, you got to you got to learn how to use it. And I think I call, you know, I called his bluff. He, he really, he didn't think that I was going to do it. And I went and I took a class on how to use a camera and yeah, just went from there and it works obsessed completely. Yeah. When was that? Uh, 2016. Okay. So not that long ago. Mm -mm. No, that's great. Well, it's, you've, you've certainly figured it out quickly. I, so I, I would say that I worked really hard in yeah. the last two years to figure things out, you know, figure a few things out in terms of what makes a compelling photo for me. Like, so, you know, it's, it's not that I, I don't think that I had this natural talent or anything like that to make good photos. Um, but I, I would say I studied, I studied a lot. What uh, do you, are you? Do you find that you are a? Are you kind of a point it and 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 kind of hope for the best? Like, I I don't mean that. Like, <laughs> I guess what I was going to say is, are you somebody who focuses on the technical aspect of photography? Oh gosh, no. You're you're more the kind of person who's like, I'm going to get the camera in the general vicinity and kind of work it out from there. Y yes and no. I'm getting okay. I'm getting better. So, so the technical aspect of it I was not I was not great at it because this was fun and I didn't have any aspirations of of doing anything with the photography other than I would do calendars for family members and they really had they don't they don't have a clue they're like it's pretty it's pretty um so so for me you know focus stacking and and stuff like that even the reason I don't do nights or, or the reason that my, my comet photos are still on the computer is I don't want to spend all the time focus stacking or, or um, you know, just spending too much time putting an image together. Mm. Um, I want to shoot. I can relate. Yeah. Um, so for me, when it came to, <laughs> I was more of the, it's good enough. It's good enough. Um, but I've gotten the more the more i've followed certain photographers the more pride i'm starting to take in my work and so i'm getting more serious about being more technical in the field getting the shot in the field if i can um i'm still i still if if i if i don't have to focus stack i'm not going to focus stack i might make a softer image you know at f16 or something like that um just just because I know those those images will sit on the computer and they will never see the light of day if I have mm -hmm. too many things to do with them. Right. Um, but it, on the flip side, um, you know, there's getting it in camera when you're out in the field, but then there's also the experimentation. So the whole the whole journey in the last year and a half to two years has been me trying different things, um, especially with the abstracts and um, and and the smaller scenes. And the only way to know if something works is to play around with it. Right. And so um, 
I would spray and pray sometimes. Um, have a lot of images, especially sand textures. You know, in terms of experimenting with the light and and how, you know, what, what works and what do, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes those it's it's like you you could have ten that are all just like one or two degrees different. Yes. Just because yes. the angle makes such a big difference. A huge difference. Yeah. Um, this but, is why I've never posted any of them is I don't have the patience <laughs> to call through. <laughs> well, well, the, the funny thing is like after a while, I just started posting them, not thinking that they were any good. And you would be surprised people started to like things. And so it, 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 it gave me motivation to keep going along that path. And I found that I now have, a better eye for certain things and I kind of now I don't have to spray and pray as much um, I do experiment sometimes still like I just got a macro lens and um, so I, I'm, I'm learning how to use that which means I take a lot of bad photos or things that just don't work um, but yeah Those so lessons, I, right? the, the, yes. the, the, the bad photos I, are just they're just teaching you how to take the one that's not that I think so. I think so. Um, so yeah, so I've kind of, so I do let, I do, I think I, in, in terms of being a more technical photographer, I've gotten better at it. I care more about the final product to make sure that it's at least a quality image. Um, and if it's something that I know, like Death Valley, um, I just, I, I I did two trips this year um, and visited the dunes and I've been trying to get kind of a dune collective of abstract images. Um, just, just something that I wanted to do. And so I've been more intentional um, and I kind of have a vision when I'm there of what I want, um, which is very different to a year ago or two years ago. I wouldn't have known. I would have just been like, this might work, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas now I kind of can see the things that I, I think will, will, will look how I want them to look, if that makes any sense. No, it totally does. Um, which I'm glad you brought up Death Valley. Um, mm-hmm. do, are you, you know, I mentioned earlier that it's, it seems that your the photography you've been focusing on, I think the popular term is now like the intimate landscapes, people mm-hmm. are kind of calling it that. Mm-hmm. Those types of photographs, while they are kind of location independent like in some cases you're not going to find that stuff anywhere else but someplace like death valley right uh, right i mean you, there might be a few places in the world that have things you know have similar features how much of when i look at your work and for anybody who's listening if you haven't you should pause the podcast and go and go look at, at tara's instagram account or um, you have do you have a website as well Working on it, okay. working okay. on it, working on it. <laughs> so go to, go to her Instagram account and and look through. And I find it kind of fascinating because they seem incredibly composed. But I'm wondering how much of that is dependent on the conditions that you find. Um, or do you know going in, like, I'm going to go shoot this particular shot at Mesquite Dunes and it's going to be... No, shaking your head. No, no, I have no. So for me, the fun of it, and I think it's almost a rebellion of the way that we used to shoot, or I used to shoot. Um, I just go in it without a whole lot of intent. Um, 
and more opportunity. So I might follow the light or I might see something interesting that has, you know, contrasting colors or something like that. Um, the Dune images, I know I want a Dune collection. What that collection entails, I don't have, I don't have a clue. All I, and what I do, which is different to what, what I used to do is I walk the dunes at different points of the light. So I used to plant my tripod. This is the composition. This is really nice. I'm going to wait for the light to get perfect. Right now, what, what I do is I walk around and I just look. I just look at things that are interesting. And so it's not location dependent. Um, and I don't... Like, I don't Google Earth things. Um, the one good thing about traveling with friends who do photography is they have visions. And so, I, I you know, they have, they have ideas and they have shots that they want. And so I'll just tag along and I'll see whatever's there. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, that's a lot more fun. Even if I don't get an image, that's okay. Um, but I'm looking for opportunity. And... I kind of have a running tally of things that I look for in terms of shapes, colors, light, um, you know, just just looking for contrast and and in different things. So, yeah, I I definitely it's it's not location dependent, but there are some locations that will be that will cater to my type of photography a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So you I, and I, we were trying to, I was, I reached out and was like, okay, we got to get the schedule. And you were, the reason I did that is because you were in Death Valley. Yeah. And you were posting all these stories. And I was like, I, <laughs> I got to get her on the podcast. Um, tell me about how that, because you visited there a few mm-hmm. times there. And mm-hmm. I think have you've been to Utah as well. In the, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you've spent some time in kind of in the the southwest uh, eastern California area, shooting these, for lack of a better term, drier places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that sit with you know? How, what does it feel like to you to shoot those places as opposed to the places here at, in in the Pacific Northwest? Where you know that that is a great question, and the reason it's a great question is so. <laughs> Utah was not so I went to Utah for the first time back in fall and the reason I went to Utah is because my trip to Yosemite and the Sierras with all the trees and the fall color um, there were all the fires and I was like Ugh. Mm-hmm. and so my friend Jared who I, I tend to do most of my shooting with nowadays um, Jared Armijo, come back I don't him. know if you know him yeah, okay yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna come back to him because I'm curious <laughs> we, about we should we should yeah. we should um so he was like let's go to utah and i was like oh it's the desert Ugh. he and he loves the desert you know he grew up in new mexico and so he's like desert Ugh. and so i i was honestly i was not i was not enthused to go to no and and then i got to utah and we picked a couple of places and the way that he and I shoot is we we just drive around and we find areas. And then he likes to shoot in the day. I I will shoot in the day depending on certain conditions, um, but I don't mind driving around with him and it's fun. And um, and then and then we'll pick sunrises and sunset spots and and 
but we never look at conditions. We never look at what the sky is going to do or anything like that. We just Mm. go. Um, And I had such a good time in Utah and it was so good for just abstract photography and smaller scenes. And it was just, you know, it was, it was a gold mine for, for the way that I started shooting and death Valley. I had gone to, I think it's two, two and a half, maybe three years ago. And I'd been itching to go back. Um, especially now with the way that I was shooting. And so I had the opportunity to go back in January with my husband because he'd never been and he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And with him, he's, he's great because he will come out and shoot with me. He doesn't, edit anything which i don't really care as long as he will he'll do the stuff with me um (laughs) so we did that and then jared was like i want to go and so we planned another trip and that was that was the trip that you just saw and so we were there um and so it has just so happened that the you know i've been going to all of these desert areas but Three days, you know, I, I, I spent three days before meeting up with Jared in Yosemite because I was craving trees and water and life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, so for me, it's just whatever the opportunity um, yeah. is available, I'll, I'll shoot anything, really. I love yeah. winter photography, but I didn't get very much of it this, this season. So It was a little weird, weirdly dry. Yeah, and, yeah. And it, we didn't get a lot of snow. No, but, you know there's always, there's, there's always another season. So, yeah. 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 No, that makes a lot of sense. So um, just a logistical question. So those are areas that are, you know, I think 14, 18 hours away. If you drive, Mm -hmm. how do you guys do it? Do you fly down there and then rent a car? We've, yeah, we fly and, and, and rent a car. And with the pandemic, it was kind of, both of us are in the medical field. So, We'd been vaccinated relatively early, but before, so it was kind of um, risk benefit. Um, we knew masks were masks were working. You know, we calculated okay, biggest risk would be airport flights. Um, we had our N95s, and and then once you're you're in Utah, you just it's just us and the dirt. Right. So. Um, yeah, so we, we would fly most places just because both of us have limited vacation time. And sure. so we just need to pack in as much as we can. No, that's cool. I, I want, I, it's funny because I had a group and we were all planning to go do a Death Valley trip. And we were, our plan was end of January. And mm-hmm. a week before we were going to go, they shut down the park. So yeah. we, uh, yeah. we missed that window. And it's a, this is a trip we've been trying to do for like three years. And we can't. Yeah it not work out for reason different reasons so. yeah well hopefully hopefully you'll get there when we went in april it was hot so oh yeah yeah it was <laughs> but it was it was still fun and you know it's worth going so hopefully yeah. you get there do you do you find that you're able to i think at least a couple of the people that i that i say hey let's let's go do this and they kind of insist i want to drive so i'm driving my own vehicle and and it's easy to you know I can just sleep in my car, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How do you guys do things? Do you do you camp when you're there? Do you get a hotel room? What's the... Dep- it depends on who is going. So a couple of them are like campers. Jared and I are... We like comfort. And so 
we'll share a hotel room and and stuff like that and <laughs> yeah but i think the okay, first okay you have to unpack why you're laughing <laughs> well because the first the first trip that we took to death valley it was actually five of us in one hotel room and we will never do that again <laughs> so it was you know it was two two females in one bed two males in another bed and then jared on the cot um so and then and then you know you know photography i mean can you imagine the smells like you know you got dirty clothes and sand everywhere and yeah yeah so it was a lesson yeah oh my gosh yeah i think three people max in a room and it depends on the three people right right <laughs> yeah it's interesting because i've tried to kind of put together hey let's let's go do this and we have you know i'm I'm pretty comfortable roughing it. So I was like, we'll just camp, um, mm -hmm. you know, bring camping gear, we'll camp. And then yeah. we've got other people like, oh, I'm going to want to sleep in a bed. I'm like, okay, well, that changes the expense. Also, we have to go back to a hotel room. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then we're, we're talking about, but, um, I don't want to be at a hotel room two hours from where I want to be at sunrise. And so it's, it's interesting to kind of wrestle through that stuff. Yeah. So I don't think that there's ever some, I think the furthest that we've ever been is probably 45 minutes from wherever we were shooting. Um, and, and both of us, we, we don't mind camping. If we are together and there's a hotel available, chances are we're going to both talk each other into the hotel. <laughs> sure. So that, that's pretty much it. But just, it just depends on, on the group and we've, we've done our camping trips. We've done our yeah. sleeping in cars together and, and stuff like that. Yeah, my, my and, most recent ones have been ridiculous where it's like there is no sleeping. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. And I'm too old for that. <laughs> yes. I feel yes. it. For, well, I mean, you're a doctor, so you know, like your well, ankles get swollen. And... Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I I mean, I, I remember like at the beginning of the photography journey, just going and going. And I would, you know, go shoot Mount St. Helens after work, you know, and then for wildflowers and then you're working the next day and I just, that was crazy. I can't even do, re I wouldn't be able to do residency now. It's just, I'm just, yeah. ugh, no. <laughs> so one of, one of my good photography friends um, that I shoot, shot a lot with for a couple of years is in his residency right now. And, um, uh, I don't know if you've met him, uh, Minaz Sarker. Yeah, I haven't yes. met him, but he you was know. with us that night. When we, was he? When we met. Yeah. Oh. Um, so he is in his late twenties. So mm -hmm. talking about unlikely crews, he's in his yeah. late twenties. I'm forty six. <laughs> Cody is a tall white guy covered in tattoos. I'm Hispanic, Native American. Yeah. We've got another friend named Josh, uh, who is uh, fast, wide, slow. Is his Instagram Yeah. Handle. Yeah. He Great work. At, he lives in Yakima now, but oh. it, and it was like this crew of hodgepodge folks. But uh, Min took off and was like, "I'm I'm moving to New York." So he's now at Cedar Sinai in mm -hmm. Manhattan doing mm -hmm. his residency, and he's like, "Yeah, this is way worse. The hours is way worse than going out landscape shooting with you guys." Yeah, I couldn't do it now. Yeah. I'm such a wimp now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's, uh, there was one trip I did. In fact, the trip that same trip I met you. My, I got home and we, we got home and my wife said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to meet up with some friends. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't slept. I had, I had been going, I think the trip, just the trip was 18 hours. 
mm-hmm. and that it doesn't include the day having woken up the, in the morning the day before. I got home, and she's like, "We're going out to dinner with some friends," and so we did that. <laughs> we got home at eight o'clock, and I fell asleep at eight. And I didn't wake up till noon the next day. Oh and, my gosh! And she's just like, "You're not doing that anymore because you're like, <laughs> you're like a horrendous person to be around. You just." Yeah, well, the, and that's that's the thing. There's there's the balance that you have to, you know, because you have you have your home life as well, and you've got kids. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> kids, yeah, it's like we we've got um, the dogs aren't understanding either. They don't know why. I'm <laughs> True. I, that's where my husband comes in. So I'm grateful. Yeah. Let him. Uh, hey, you take care of this. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's fun. Well, and I think the one of the things that I've learned is to not have the kind of the FOMO about even, even sunrises and, yeah, and kind of before the pandemic started happening, I, you know, would get up and go out every once in a while. And the, where I live, I don't have a good view um, mm-hmm. of, of off to the, off to the East. And I seem to remember that you do, because I think a few mornings I've been up and I've posted stuff and I look on Instagram stories and I can see that you have a really good view. Mine is not bad. Mine is not not bad at all in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to have FOMO because you can just step out of your deck and. Well, you know, well, yeah. The the funny thing is, so so many people are like, "Why aren't you shooting this?" And, but there's one composition essentially, or two right. or three, and so you know, after a while, it's like you still get the FOMO because you want to go out and shoot something different. Now, I think with the smaller scenes and the abstracts. I'm actually, I just enjoy my view. It's That's nice. not my jam anymore. It's, <laughs> and, and I'll shoot, I'll shoot it. I, you know, I have, I have, you know, from Death Valley, we got some pretty nice, we got some pretty nice uh, sunsets and stuff like that. Even in Utah, I've got a couple of rainbows and, you know, mm. but, you know, for me, if, if, if I don't shoot them, that's also okay, which is really, really nice. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, the newer remake of um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I so I watched that a um, uh, couple of weeks ago for the first time oh, wow. because somebody mentioned the uh, was it the tiger the yeah Snow yeah Snow. and him. The snow leopard, that's it, yeah, and it's not this, taking the shot. And... Sometimes I just, I see it, and I just want it for myself. Yeah, yeah. and and that resonates with me a lot, because, and, and that, I think, for me, in terms of watching, enjoying nature be nature, that, it's it's priceless, and, and it's a gift, and we should look at it as a gift and be happy. Um, the other thing is, um, with the way that my photography is, and I think it's Alex Noriega um, was one of the first people I heard say, you know, no one else has this image and this image is mine. And that's how I feel about the abstracts. And especially, you know, the, the sand abstracts, they don't even exist anymore. Um, you know, the water, the waves will come and wash that away. So, um, I don't know. I there's something. That. There's that's, something nice about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really yeah. cool. It's uh, I've I, I haven't done as much of this of the smaller abstract type scenes, but every once in a while I do, and especially when it's around you know, like snow, you know, that's the one snow mm-hmm. and ice. And it's interesting because I'm my desktop image right now is is an image from Zigzag Falls up in the Mount Hood area, 
and it's all these icicles hanging yeah. off of yeah. logs. And it's cool because nobody can ever have that shot again. Oh. You know, it's, the ice only existed right. one day, and it's they'll never be exactly the same. Um, unless my friend Cody yeah. shoots it alongside me the same day. <laughs> Which kind of leads me to, I, I mentioned I wanted to bring up uh, Jared. And and, mm-hmm. and and not just him, but your your other friends that you shoot with. So here's what I'm really curious about. You have really different work, but you yeah. shoot together all the time. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, what is, you've talked about your process, you've talked about your development and what you like to shoot. Mm-hmm. What is that like shooting alongside him? Because I'm familiar with his work as well. And it is yeah. so different um, to to everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, to everyone. And I, yeah. It's interesting because I find, and I th- especially in the last year, mm-hmm. he's pushed to this other place that is really unique. Mm-hmm. I think I can kind of see some of the influences, maybe, of the, of the things that he's looking at, um, mm-hmm. both, both the things in nature, but also other artists and artists, other, yeah, other kinds of work, yeah. But it's really different from what you what you do. Right? Um, especially when it, when it comes to what you've already told me about how you feel about post-processing. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So he is, I would call him like quintessential artist, you know, like he, his process is about the art and photography initially for him. And I, I don't want to tell his story, but photography for him was kind of healing uh, mental health struggles, which he talks about um, pretty openly. Um, and he did photography, I think, in high school. And I think the teacher that he um, he had actually made them look at portrait art, uh, portrait uh, photographers as well as other uh, painters and different things. And so his influences have been very different, whereas... I have no artistic background. I didn't even know that I could be creative if I wanted to be. Um, and so for me, mine is more literal interpretations of what I see and the beauty of nature, whereas his is telling a story um, in a very abstract way. Um, and if you if you actually look at all of his images, there's there's usually a write-up because he has ideas of images based on things he wants to portray. So he might have a vision before and he's looking for an image that will go with that vision. Mm. Um, And the one, the, 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 the one thing that I love the most is that we will be standing and we will shoot. There was one time in Utah where there was all this haze from the fires and, and, the sun, the sun was setting and it just, there were all of these just beautiful colors and he and I were just shooting and shooting and shooting because it was setting and, and the background was just beautiful. And when we, when we came back and looked at the back of our cameras, both of us were like, I didn't even see that. How did you see that? And the compositions (laughs) were so different. Yeah. And we just, we just see things very differently. And we will go to, and this is why I really enjoy shooting with him because, um, like now we, we, we kind of joke that death Valley trip, like I'll take a photo and I'll be like, look, that's a Jerry shot and he'll take Terry shots. And we're actually, we were actually toying with, uh, 
doing a series of each other's types of photos that we we take ourselves. Nice. Um, but the other great thing about it is that even if I look and I see a composition of his that I absolutely love, I don't go shoot it. That's his. Mm. And and vice versa. Yeah. We we might be jealous that we didn't see it, but that's okay. Mm. You know. I, I like that. Um, yeah. I, I think I've kind of had tried to have that kind of approach too when I'm out for, shooting with friends to to not just go snag someone else's composition. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's really interesting. You said your yours is maybe a little more of a, a literal interpretation of what you, what you see there. And I, I feel like when I look through his work, oftentimes what I'm seeing is that he's, and I listened to his, you know, he had, he did a podcast as well with, uh, mm-hmm. with Matt Payne yeah. and to listen. And it's almost like he's, he's gathering pieces to assemble. Exactly. Um, yeah. He already has an end vision in mind and he's look, looking for the, the individual pieces to put together. Yes. Yes. Which Whereas is I, of, I, I have no vision. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. And to sit and talk to him, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, and so it's very, we're very complimentary. I've learned a lot from him with regards to color as well and the way he sees color. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a, it's been a very, very interesting friendship. And I think during the pandemic, especially both of us being in the medical field, um, a lot of stressors with work and so photography became kind of an outlet for both of us and um we were fortunate enough that because we were both kind of at risk we 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 would go out together a little bit more often sure. so yeah it's it's i think the rest of us are starting to catch up with you but it's nice that you're able to do that uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, well we, I, we would do it safe Safely, because we still exactly. had, you know, spouses at we home. Still have and, jobs and, and spouses, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting. I I have found that my my friend group are all, everybody's itching to, you know, we're all, everybody's get, getting their shots. I got my second yeah. one like a week and a half ago. And, nice. Um, my teenage boys have their, are getting their second shots next week. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those where, you know, I think everybody is hoping that we can get to, these places but then also still remembering oh yeah we still need to be careful this is yeah we're not there yeah yet. and uh, you know and i think that that's that's the balance that we're gonna have to we're just we're always gonna have to to have i think in in terms of for mental health reasons we've got to live life um especially if this doesn't go anywhere but that doesn't mean you know you you throw caution to the wind so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Do you find that, and uh, you, we've talked a lot about him, um, you, you know, kind of your partnership there as photographers. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the other folks that you're friends with, that you shoot with regularly, are they kind of similar to you or are they also really different? Really different. I think, um, so I don't know if you know Alicia Golek. Um, she tends to gravitate towards more astrophotography, but mm-hmm. um, she hasn't really been able to do that recently. Um, then there's Michael Howard, who um, he does a lot more of the iconic shots and mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. Sean Hasselden does a lot more of the grand scenes. Yeah. Um, so we all kind of have the things that we love, um, but we can we all get get together and we, we shoot what we want. I remember, um, I think before the pandemic, I think I went out with Michael and Sean and 
they wanted, what was it? Uh, it was Rainier. And when I went, I was shooting and I wasn't really loving it. And I just went and walked, uh, walked off. And uh, I ended up getting a lot of foggy scenes that weren't, you know, the mountain, yeah. but it was lovely for me. Um, but they got, they got what they, they looked for as well. And so it's yeah. just, it's just a matter of, you know, it's the company. Yeah. Well, it's cool that it compliments, you know? That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's always kind of fun to figure out who, uh, who you can shoot with it, where you're not doing the same exact thing. And, yeah. Um, and it's also nice. I think I have found with, this is what it's this way with a lot of different art. It's, it's fun to be able to, um, collaborate connect with people who mm-hmm. um you where you don't have to talk a lot where yes comfortable where, where silence it, yeah where it's you know you're both com- comfortable it doesn't get weird nobody has to get passive aggressive about it you yeah. you can make suggestions and you it's like you're already thinking the same thing yep which yep. is which is kind of fun i and i and if you're like you know you mentioned your husband goes out shooting with you at times mm-hmm. my one of my sons will shoot and then nice. rarely does rarely does anything with the pictures the same. Yeah, but it's interesting because it's great for me to shoot with him because he'll just hang out for as long as mm-hmm. I want to. But then if I try to my wife or my my daughter or my other son, they're all like, "Can we?" They're like tapping their watch. My other son just totally gets his, the lights going off. Dad, we're not going. Yeah, that's awesome. At least you have one. At least you have one. Well, he actually has a, he actually is working at camp this summer as the camp photographer. So nice. We'll see what nice. he does with that. See if, if he, uh, you it, know, it, at least, at least he has, he has a start. And even if, you know, he puts it down for 10 years and then he realizes what he's missing and then picks it back up, at least it's a start. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I did. I mean, I, I shot yeah. years ago on lots and lots of film and then I just walked away from it for a few years. And then I kind of came back to it with shooting on an iPhone. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible. Well, Indeed. we are, we're kind of wrapping, getting close to uh, an hour here. And I mm-hmm. would love to know uh, if there's anybody that you, and, and you've mentioned a few names of friends, but who, who should we talk to? And it doesn't have to be specifically one of your friends. It could be somebody that's inspiring to you, but we'd just love to know who you'd suggest. Um, so there are a lot of people there there are a lot of people who inspire me. Jared, obviously he's one. Um, Michael Howard, even though he's, he's a friend, he's one of those people who's super quiet and he does, he does these shows and stuff. And then all of a sudden he'll just tell you and you, you didn't even know he was doing stuff. So I think he would be an interesting one to kind of pick his brain on how he does things. Um, but in terms of inspirations for me, um, TJ Thorne, Alex Noriega, uh, Sarah Marino, Jennifer Renwick. Those are the people who I think had the biggest impact on my photography journey in the last year. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of others, but yeah. No, that's great. Just, that's great. Yeah. Just, just well, people and- who, who, uh, you know, follow their own path and and it's 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 yeah those are all um they're all super talented uh yeah i'll have to i'm gonna have to just reach out to tj because i i don't i don't know tj really well but i actually run into him a couple out in field a couple times really yeah and 
it was amazing watching him do some of his abstract water shots mm -hmm. when I saw him. I was like, yeah. He messaged me. He goes, hey, man, this is what I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones that's really cool. I don't, I don't remember if it's in his portfolio, but. He's, he's, an, he's a really, he's one, he's nice. So reach out to him and I can reach out to him for you if you'd, if you'd like. And, um, but he's so, enough, he's so talented. Together, I can... There you go. Yeah. But he's also super talented um and just looks at things so differently so yeah definitely yeah well good well so your work we've already established that you don't have a website yet but you're going to you're going to get I'm, I'm thinking about it i'm going to push pause my my uh apparently my computer yeah, is not plugged in so give me one second go ahead we're we're like a minute from finishing so okay i thought it was plugged in but apparently not There we go. Okay. Cool. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay. S restarting. Yes. So, um, yeah, when you get that website going, send me a link and we'll uh, I'll definitely to the world. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, what is the best place for people to go and see your photography? For right now, it's just Instagram. My my beige and I. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's that's great. That's yeah. how I've been following your work and. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch, you know, to watch the stuff you're talking about develop over the last couple of years. It's oh, I really, really I honestly, I I really appreciate the the time and the interest, honestly, because it was it's it's always surprising for me um, because it was just me having a little bit of fun and just changing course a little bit. Well, I think it's great when. I think too often we, we, we get away from the having a little fun yeah, and, and it becomes something we take seriously. I mean, anecdotally, I have been so mad at Instagram the last couple of days and because it's like, it's like I'm posting photos for myself to myself. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nobody's seeing them. Yeah. And I have to, I have to remember, you know, I'm dealing with like a weird algorithmic thing that doesn't belong to me. Exactly. And Anytime that I start to worry too much about who's seeing it and what are they blocking or what are they promoting, I, I start to get mad on myself and that's just no good. And it, it's also good to remind yourself it's not real life, you know, um, it's, it's not real life. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is that you, our lives get to be sprinkled with all these beautiful images of all these beautiful There places. you go. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> Well, thanks again, uh, Tara, for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I've met a lot of people, um, and there, there definitely isn't a shortage of places to, to go shoot. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things that I think is, uh, sort of interesting is that your photography seems while you, while you have and we'll talk about locations and places that you know areas that you like to shoot i've noticed and and thought it was really cool that your photography doesn't seem very location dependent if that does that make any sense that is true yeah yeah I, I, no I, I, it's 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 definitely true and no, I was just going to say it's um, 
that's been a newer a newer development um, and almost uh, I would say it, it it was almost a conscious but unconscious choice um, in that I I wanted to challenge myself creatively but what that meant I didn't know um, so the journey's been fun and it's been interesting but um, I didn't realize that this is you know this is where I would end up but um, I definitely knew that I wanted to change some things in terms of the way that I was shooting. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love asking, the, in this case, kind of obvious question, but definitely a little bit of the challenging question. So what is it you were moving, trying to move away from? Uh, or, or, or if it wasn't moving away from, what were you trying to move toward maybe? Is Yeah. So, so there were a couple of things. I mean, I think, Part of it was moving away from the traditional way that that I found the the photographers that I knew and the photographers that I followed the traditional way that they were shooting. So, what I was finding was um, me and my friends we would we would have kind of seasons of shooting, especially in the Pacific Northwest. So, you know, you could you have your Milky Way seasons, you have your fall color seasons, um, and you know you've got Palouse in June. So you have all of these things um, right. that are generally like, you know, you're going to, you're going to see the same people. And it almost became like a rat race for me where um, you would see the same things over and over. Tulip season is starting. Um, and I, I just remember getting to a point where I felt like why are we all shooting the same things? Um, you know, why, why? I just felt like we all had the same shots. I was starting to not enjoy the beauty that we have all around us. It was starting to be, I was becoming more desensitized, um, if that makes any sense. Um, oh, totally. And for me, we, we are so fortunate and there's no reason for me to look at the beauty of the tulip festival and want to swipe swipe away from that photo it's it's beautiful or multnomah falls um you know so for me i started to to kind of question why i was shooting the way that i was shooting what did i want to shoot um and then I started to, to kind of delve into other photographers that were doing different things um, and then why I liked their photography. And the one, the one thing that I realized about the people that I gravitated, the work that I gravitated towards was that they were very unique scenes um, and very creative in the things that they did. And um, it may be fall color, but, you know, it might be, you know, a tree um, just shot in a more intimate way and it was beautiful it was stunning it would stop me in my tracks um, but it wasn't these iconic scenes and so I started to to wonder if I could even do that you know in terms of a creative um, just just as a creative person you know can I actually make images that I don't know exist um, sure. but will also resonate with other people. And yeah, um, yeah so that, that kind of, those kind of questions started me moving in a different direction. 
um, and I started shooting less um, in the area. And then I, I actually, uh, I took a couple of conferences and different things with different photographers and um, started to get inspired in different ways. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. What um, you, that, that's a, it's a really interesting way to, to, to think about things. I have had similar um, and I have, and I've talked about this with friends where you realize there's something's something's going on. Okay. Milky way season has started. And when you see the first person that, that's like, okay, Milky way season's on. And then there's, there starts to be this, this FOMO, right? The fear. Of yeah. Out. Yeah. And I, th- I can't think of any time that was worse than that from, for me than the comet this last year. Oh gosh. And, and I, I did make a point and drag some friends out and we went and shot it. But mm-hmm. there was, it was like every single night that I wasn't out shooting, I was thinking I, I could be out shooting it right now <laughs> because it's such a win, lim, limited window and it'll be gone. And, um, and there was also this of you, you, if you're going to shoot it, then you, of course, you've got to get it processed. You've got to get it out there right now while it's still a thing. Right, right. While people care. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's a that's an odd thing. I it's a weird phenomenon that I I've never experienced it in any other part of my life, no, any other art form. Um, yeah, and I was and a I, musician for years, and that was never a thing. You didn't right. latch on to like, oh, there's a musical event, and I have to go make the music for it. Like that wasn't a thing. Yeah, and and the, and for me, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I I I just started to question because I I went out and I shot the comet as well. I still haven't processed those images, but, um, you know, and I, for me, it's, it's, it was just, I got to a point where I was just questioning myself. Um, and I have friends who still enjoy the chase and still enjoy the seasons. And for me, it's about the enjoyment of it. Um, and as long as you are, as long as you're having a good time and you're enjoying the work that you're putting out, have at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's something that I have been curious about mm-hmm. for, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say like at least the last two or three years, you have had a really tight group of people that you shoot with <laughs> yeah, fairly regularly. And I'm, you haven't told me that. I just have picked up on that from seeing you guys all posting stories from the same places. And, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm, I'm curious about that because some people are, full on lone wolf. Some mm-hmm. people are only go on workshops and some people have, you know, like kind of their go-to crew. Um, tell me about that if you, if you don't. Mind. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we were just very fortunate in that. Um, I think, so the whole Instagram community, you know, and the, and the Pacific Northwest community of photographers, um, we all kind of know each other. And this group, they actually, they actually invited me to join the group. So they had known each other through another organization. Um, and so they were friends. And it was more, I think it started out more as like a, what were those things called? You know, where everybody kind of likes your photos and, oh, and like it's those, a, like those pods, those pods. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think it, it, it kind of went into that where everybody kind of, kind of you know you liked each other and commented on each other's photos and different things and and I was invited uh into the group um 
and then it just and then we would you know whoever could go out and shoot at the same time we would all we just had a group of people and so like two or three people would go out to the same places if anybody was available and it slowly has morphed into this weird thing called friendship (laughs) (laughs) where we're not just we're not just insta friends anymore we're actually you know we we actually don't talk photography as much um and it's more real life uh friendship um which i will be honest was a big surprise you know i i remember talking to my husband one day and being like i think these people are becoming like a part of my life i think i think i'm gonna have to start start incorporating them as my friends um, as real real friends as real friends yeah <laughs> Um, but they're, they're a good group of people. It, it, you know, it's one of those unexpected things and, um, yeah, it's, it's just been great. And so the fact that, you know, we always have somebody that we can go shoot with, um, that's also a gift, you know? No, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, and I, I have, I've noticed it, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of, you kind of see and you start to realize like everybody has, you know, kind of their regular people they hang out with. And for me, Anybody who looks at any of the stuff I share knows that I hang out with Cody Keto a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is like, it, and I think Cody was with me the night we met, but he and I, if you know, if you watch his stream and his stories and things, dude is covered in tattoos. He's like six <laughs> foot two, six foot four, probably. I'm yeah. like, I'm like five, nine. I have no tattoos. Um, our daughters actually were in elementary school together and that's how we connected nice so and it's funny because our daughters aren't really friends anymore but he and i we are usually out there shooting at least once every couple weeks Mm -hmm. and then same i was out on a group outing with you know three other friends um the night we met so it's i'm always i am always curious about how other people's friend um you know kind of photography pods work and yeah how those formed uh, yeah, and for me, the the most interesting thing is that we're all kind of from different walks of life, different, you know, um, you know, jobs, and 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 we may not even have been friends otherwise if it wasn't for photography. But um, I think that that's 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 the best part of it. It's just so unexpected. So, yeah. and it's yeah. I think photography just brings has brought a lot of good things into my life, just in general. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I was, I've had a very similar conversation with my wife about, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a group, a bunch of people that are friends that I talk to all the time and it all started within the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's odd to me because I, I have, you know, life people I've been friends with for, you know, 25, 30 years, but then there's this new group that are, that I feel like in some ways are just as close, even though it's only been a very short amount of time and some of them i don't even hang out with all that often um we have a we have a little um a slack channel that is just a bunch bunch of photographers that i've kind of we've met through these different means and now we all kind of i have this ongoing conversation with them and if i'm going to go shoot hey i'm going here anybody interested almost always can find somebody to hang out with Uh, that's the best yeah that's pretty cool um, no, that's great. I, I love hearing how that works. So you are, you grew up not here. 
And <laughs> I would love to know about, you know, kind of what is that like living here in the, in the Pacific Northwest and, and really, I mean, just living in the United States. Um, how is that, what is that experience like for you having, you know, having grown up, uh, having been born and grown up in Barbados? Yeah, it's uh, incredibly different. <laughs> yeah. So Barbados, it's a very, very small island. Um, I think it's it's like 21 by 11 miles. Um, but contrary to what you would believe, we do not all know each other. Um, <laughs> but it is a, a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty small community in, in terms of like, you know, if you go to the bank, somebody probably knows your your family member or something right. like that and, and stuff like that. So um, you, you've got to be on your P's and Q's essentially growing up there and, you know, just be careful what you say. And somebody's always going to tell your mother and, and stuff like right. that. And so, I grew up in a really small town, so I, I mm-hmm. can totally relate You understand. To there My you go. My dad was the high school counselor, so if I skipped class, oh. I, didn't, I didn't skip class because he would know about it within five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's pretty similar, pretty yeah. similar. And so moving to the U.S., um, the big the big thing was you had so much anonymity. Um, even moving in f- to Florida, Florida, I mean, it was warmer. Um, it was in Tallahassee, but culturally very different. Um, so you know, it was just a, a big adjustment in terms of. Um, I had to, I had to learn to grow up essentially. Um, you, you, you don't have, you don't have family and friends to lean on and you don't know somebody who knows somebody that can get this expedited for you. Sure. Um, and then the move to Portland was just, it was kind of me branching out and, and wanting to see a, a different part of the U S. Um, and, I remember after I signed the contract, took the job um, in Eugene, I was like, what did you do? It's, it's going to be like the place that rains all the time. It's going to be dark. It's going to be gloomy. You come from an island where there's sunshine. What are you doing? Um, so in my mind, I was thinking I probably um, would be here for a year or so and then try to find sunshine somewhere else. Um, but I absolutely loved the people I loved. I learned to play golf. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was, I, I think the mindset that I gave myself was just be open to anything, um, anything that was not going to, you know, get me an STD or land me in jail or something. So (laughs) those are some good qualifiers. Indeed. Indeed. So, you know, once you're kind of open to, the possibilities you don't like everything but as long as you're open to trying it you can have a good time and so for me um i don't know i i just enjoyed it here and then i met my husband and yeah it, i don't know i feel it it's it's definitely a home away from home um it actually is home now for me yeah and uh, you said at the beginning but how long have you lived here in the, in the pacific northwest uh from 2010 so almost okay. Just about 11 years now. No, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So what you mentioned, uh, residency in Florida, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. is that, uh, like what initially brought you, uh, over from Barbados? What- um, just change. Um, for me, 
you know, you're on a small island. Um, I did med school there, but I also wanted to see if there was anything, um, anything else out there that, you know, that could be helpful for me going back home because in my mind, I wasn't living in the U.S. forever. There was just no way. Um, I definitely wasn't marrying an American. Gosh. <laughs> um, so the the one thing I've learned is is don't plan, <laughs> don't plan your life because, you know, things generally have a way of, of, right. of changing. So, but yeah, I, I just wanted to see somewhere new, um, get some experience uh in the medical field a little bit a little bit differently um yeah and so the u.s was i think the u.s was easier to get into than the uk for me okay okay yeah Yeah. now i this is just telling you my lack of political and geo geopolitical and geographical Mm -hmm. what is your what is your citizens citizenship like at this point yeah. So uh, right now, still on a green card, I could apply for citizenship. It's just uh, you, you go through so many hoops to, to get here. So it's yeah. kind of I, you know, it's more paperwork. It's you got to yeah. do the citizenship exam. I'm quite comfortable. What um, is what citi- what citizenship do you have in Barbados? Oh, Barbadian. Okay. Barbadian. There we go. Barba- Barbadian. That's Barbadian. a cool yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. It's. I ask because I know that there's different islands in mm-hmm. that area that sometimes are connected to countries you would never suspect in terms of citizenship. Like. Yeah. So it depends. So like the Virgin Islands. So there's the British Virgin Islands. There's the, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Um, but most of the islands there are are independent. So okay. we're in the Commonwealth, and but we we're independent in in that we govern ourselves, uh, you know, from England. I think from 1966. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you and do you still have family that live there? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot um, of family. All the family. So awesome. it's it's my sister and I that are in the U.S. and she's oh, okay. she's in in Wyoming, which is <laughs> another story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I. Um... My, my teenage sons joke around that Wyoming. They're like, I don't think Wyoming's a real place. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that's going on there. Like, I, I might I might have thought the same until she moved there. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Well, I always tell them, like, <laughs> hey, the most important and most traveled part of Yellowstone is in Wyoming. So There you go. There you yeah, go. Get your facts straight, please. <laughs> no, that, that's great. Um, and the, I, I, the reason I was asking is I was just totally curious because I – you know, having grown up here my whole life, I, you know, I haven't really traveled that much outside of the United States. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really that whole idea of how do you travel? What is the, you know, where do you get to go? Like, where is your family? How, how does citizenship and how we travel internationally is a really weird thing right now. No, for sure. So with the whole pandemic, I actually have not, I haven't been able to go home. I think that is on the top of my summer list of things to hopefully do is go, go see my parents. My grandmother's still alive. Both of my parents turned 70, um, during the pandemic. And so mm-hmm. it was like, it was zoom birthdays, which is terrible. Right. Um, so yeah, so the hope is to, I, I usually try to get back at least once a year. So I'm, I'm hoping to make up for it. Wow. That's good. Well, I hope 
here's uh, fingers crossed and uh, sending you the good vibes. That Thank you. Thank you. So when you, we've talked about photography a little bit here mm-hmm. about kind of what, how you've developed things um, recently, how did you get into photography in the first place? Is it something that is this, does this predate, uh, you know, coming to the United States? Is it, uh, how did you get into it? Yeah. So, um, I've always been somebody who I just, I liked taking photos. Um, so I have a backlog of like iPhone photos or, or, you know, photos of family that, that just, I don't even know where they are. They're probably archived somewhere on my desktop for years and years. Um, so I've always enjoyed taking photos and, and, and sort of being the person who just captures moments. Um, and so I would buy cameras and my husband, he's the one that kind of pushed me to go, go take a class because I wanted to buy a new camera and I didn't know how to use it. And he basically, he's the responsible one financially, you know, we all need one of those. Maybe we do. We do. It's true. Um, so basically, to be be clear, I'm mm -hmm. not the responsible one. (laughs) Most of the photographers in the family are not the responsible ones. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, he basically said, if you want a new camera, you gotta, you gotta learn how to use it. And I think I call, you know, I called his bluff. He, he really, he didn't think that I was going to do it. And I went and I took a class on how to use a camera and yeah, just went from there and it works obsessed completely. Yeah. When was that? (laughs) Uh, 2016. Okay. So not that long ago. Mm -mm. No, that's great. Well, it's, You've, you've certainly figured it out quickly. I, so I, I would say that I worked really hard in yeah. the last two years to figure things out, you know, figure a few things out in terms of what makes a compelling photo for me. Like, so, you know, it's, it's not that I, I don't think that I had this natural talent or anything like that to make good photos. Um, but I, I would say I studied, I studied a lot. Yeah. What, um, do you, are you, do you find that you are a, are you kind of a point it and, and, and kind of hope for the best? Like, I, I don't mean that, like, <laughs> I guess what I was going to say is, are you somebody who focuses on the technical aspect of photography? Oh gosh, no. You're, you're more the kind of person who's like, I'm going to get the camera in the general vicinity and kind of work it out from there. Yes and no. I'm getting, okay. I'm getting better. So, so the technical aspect of it, I was not, I was not great at it because this was fun and I didn't have any aspirations of, of doing anything with the photography other than I would do calendars for family members and they really had, they don't, they don't have a clue. They're like, it's pretty, it's pretty. Um, so, so for me, you know, focus stacking and, and stuff like that, even the reason I don't do nights or, or the reason that my, my comet photos are still on the computer is I don't want to spend all the time focus stacking or, or, um, you know, just spending too much time putting an image together. Mm. Um, I want to shoot. I yeah. Um, so for me, when it came to, <laughs> I was more of the, it's good enough. It's good enough. Um, but I've gotten 
the more the more I've followed certain photographers, the more pride I'm starting to take in my work. And so I'm getting more serious about being more technical in the field, getting the shot in the field if I can. Um, I'm still, I still, if, if I, if I don't have to focus stack, I'm not going to focus stack. I might make a softer image, you know, at F16 or something like that. Um, just, just because I know those, those images will sit on the computer and they will never see the light of day if I have mm -hmm. too many things to do with them. Right. Um, but on the flip side, um, you know, there's getting it in camera when you're out in the field, but then there's also the experimentation. So the whole the whole journey in the last year and a half to two years has been me trying different things, um, especially with the abstracts and um, and and the smaller scenes. And the only way to know if something works is to play around with it. Right. And so. Um, I would spray and pray sometimes, um, have a lot of images, especially sand textures, you know, in terms of experimenting with the light and, and how, you know, what, what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes those it's, it's like you, you could have 10 that are all just like one or two degrees different. Yes. Just because yes. the angle makes such a big difference. A huge kind of difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, this but, is why I've never posted any of them is I don't have the patience <laughs> to call through. <laughs> well, well, the, the funny thing is like after a while, I just started posting them, not thinking that they were any good. And you would be surprised people started to like things. And so it, 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 it gave me motivation to keep going along that path. And I found that I now have, a better eye for certain things. And I kind of now, I don't have to spray and pray as much. Um, I do experiment sometimes still. I, I just got a macro lens. And um, so I, I'm, I'm learning how to use that, which means I take a lot of bad photos or things that just don't work. Um, but yeah, Those so I- lessons, I, right? Just the, yes. The, the bad photos I, are just, they're just teaching you how to take the one that's not that. I think so. I think so. Um, so yeah, so I've kind of, so I do let, I do, I think I, in, in terms of being a more technical photographer, I've gotten better at it. I care more about the final product to make sure that it's at least a quality image. Um, and if it's something that I know, like Death Valley, um, I just, I, I I did two trips this year um, and visited the dunes and I've been trying to get kind of a dune collective of abstract images. Um, just, just something that I wanted to do. And so I've been more intentional um, and I kind of have a vision when I'm there of what I want, um, which is very different to a year ago or two years ago. I wouldn't have known. I would have just been like, this might work, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas now I kind of can see the things that I, I think will, will, will look how I want them to look, if that makes any sense. No, it totally does. Um, which I'm glad you brought up Death Valley. Um, mm -hmm. do, are you, you know, I mentioned earlier that it's, it seems that your the photography you've been focusing on, I think the popular term is now like the intimate landscapes, people mm -hmm. are kind of calling it that. Mm -hmm. Those types of photographs, while they are kind of location independent like in some cases you're not going to find that stuff anywhere else but someplace like death valley 
Right, uh, right. I mean, you, there might be a few places in the world that have things, you know, have similar features. How much of, when I look at your work, and for anybody who's listening, if you haven't, you should pause the podcast and go and go look at, at Tara's Instagram account or um, you have, do you have a website as well? Working on it, okay. working okay. on it, working on it. <laughs> so go to, go to her Instagram account and, and look through and I find it kind of fascinating because they seem incredibly composed, but I'm wondering how much of that is dependent on the conditions that you find. Um, or do you know going in, like, I'm going to go shoot this particular shot at Mesquite Dunes and it's going to be, you know, <laughs> shaking your head No, out. no, I have no. So for me, the fun of it, and I think it's almost a rebellion of the way that we used to shoot or I used to shoot. Um, I just go in it without a whole lot of intent um and more opportunity so i might follow the light or i might see something interesting that has you know contrasting colors or something like that um the dune images i know i want a dune collection what that collection entails i don't have i don't have a clue all i and what i do which is different to what what i used to do is I walk the dunes at different points of the light. So I used to plant my tripod. This is the composition. This is really nice. I'm going to wait for the light to get perfect. Right now, what what I do is I walk around and I just look. I just look at things that are interesting. And so it's not location dependent. Um, and I don't, like, I don't Google Earth things. Um, the one good thing about traveling with friends who do photography is they have visions. And so I, I, you know, they have, they have ideas and they have shots that they want. And so I'll just tag along and I'll see whatever's there. Um, Mm -hmm. and for me, that's a lot more fun. Even if I don't get an image, that's okay. Um, but I'm looking for opportunity and I kind of have a running tally of things that I look for in terms of shapes, colors, light, um, you know, just, just looking for contrast and, and in different things. So, yeah, I, I definitely, it's, it's not location dependent, but there are some locations that will be, that will cater to my type of photography a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you, I, and I, we were trying to, I was, I reached out and was like, okay, we got to get the schedule. And you were, the reason I did that is because you were in Death Valley. Yeah. And you were posting all these stories and I was like, I, I got to get her on the podcast. Um, tell me about how that, cause you visited there a few mm-hmm. times there. And mm-hmm. I think you've been to Utah as well. In the, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you've spent some time in kind of in the, the Southwest, uh, Eastern California area shooting these for lack of a better term, drier places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that sit with, you know, what does it feel like to you to shoot those places as opposed to the places here in, in the Pacific Northwest where, you know, that is, that is a great question. And the reason it's a great question is so <laughs> Utah was not, so I went to Utah for the first time back in fall. And the reason I went to Utah is because my trip to Yosemite 
and the Sierras with all the trees and the fall color. Um, there were all the fires and I was like, eh. mm-hmm. and so my friend Jared, who I, I tend to do most of my shooting with nowadays, um, Jared, Armijo, I don't him. know if you know him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to come back to him because I'm curious <laughs> we, about, we should, something. we should, yeah. we should. Um, so he was like, let's go to Utah. And I was like, uh, it's the desert. Uh, he, and he loves the desert. You know, he grew up in New Mexico. And so he's like desert. Uh. And so I, I was, Honestly, I was not, I was not enthused to go to, no. And, and then I got to Utah and we picked a couple of places and the way that he and I shoot is we, we just drive around and we find areas and then he likes to shoot in the day. I, I will shoot in the day depending on certain conditions. Um, but I don't mind driving around with him and it's fun and, um, and then, and then we'll pick sunrises and sunset spots and, and, but we never look at conditions. We never look at what the sky is going to do or anything like that. We just mm. go. Um, and I had such a good time in Utah and it was so good for just abstract photography and smaller scenes. And it was just, you know, it was, it was a gold mine for, for the way that I started shooting and, Death Valley, I had gone to, I think it's two, two and a half, maybe three years ago. And I'd been itching to go back, um, especially now with the way that I was shooting. And so I had the opportunity to go back in January with my husband because he'd never been and he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And with him, he's he's great because he will come out and shoot with me. He doesn't edit anything, which I don't really care as long as he will he'll do the stuff with me um so we did that and then jared was like i want to go and so we planned another trip and that was that was the trip that you just saw and so we were there um and so it has just so happened that the you know i've been going to all of these desert areas but three days you know I, i i spent three days before meeting up with Jared in Yosemite because I was craving trees and water and life. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's just whatever the opportunity um, is available. I'll, I'll shoot anything really. I love winter photography, but I didn't get very much of it this, this season. So it was a little weird, weirdly dry. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of snow. No, but you know, there's always, there's, there's always another season. So Yeah. 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 No, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, just a logistical question. So, those are areas that are, you know, I think at 14, 18 hours away if you drive. Mm-hmm. How do you guys yeah. do it? Do you fly down there and then rent a we, car? We, yeah, we fly and 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 rent a car. And with the pandemic, it was kind of both of us are in the medical field, so we'd been vaccinated relatively early, but before, so it was kind of. Um, risk benefit. Um, we knew masks were masks were working. You know, we calculated. Okay, biggest risk would be airport flights. Um, we had our N95s, and and then once you're you're in Utah, you just it's just us and the dirt. Right. So um, yeah, so we we would fly most places just because both of us have limited vacation time, and sure. so we just need to pack in as much as we can. No, that's cool. I want, I, it's funny cause I 
had a group and we were all planning to go do a Death Valley trip. And we were, our plan was end of January and mm-hmm. a week before we were going to go, they shut down the park. So yeah. we, uh, yeah. we missed that window. And it's a, this is a trip we've been trying to do for like three years and we can't yeah. it, it not work out for reason, different reasons. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll get there. When we went in April, it was hot. So, oh yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was, it was still fun and you know, it's worth going. So hopefully yeah. you get there. Do you, do you find that you're able to, I think at least a couple of the people that I, that I say, Hey, let's, let's go do this. And they kind of insist, I want to drive some driving my own vehicle and, and it's easy to, you know, I can just sleep in my car, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How do you guys do things? Do you, do you camp when you're there? Do you get a hotel room? What's the. Dep- <laughs> it depends on who is going. So a couple of them are like campers. Jared and I are we like comfort and so we'll share a hotel room and and stuff like that and yeah but i think the okay first, you have to unpack while you're laughing well because the first the first trip that we took to death valley it was actually five of us in one hotel room and we will never do that again <laughs> so it was you know it was Two, two females in one bed, two males in another bed, and then Jared on the cot. Um, so, and then, and then, you know, you know, photography, I mean, can you imagine the smells? Like, you know, you got dirty clothes and sand everywhere and yeah, yeah. So it was a lesson. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think three people max in a room and it depends on the three people. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because I've tried to kind of put together, hey, let's let's go do this, and we have, you know, I'm I'm pretty comfortable roughing it, so I was like, we'll just camp, um, mm-hmm. you know, bring camping gear, we'll camp, and then yeah. we've got other people like, oh, I'm gonna want to sleep in a bed, I'm like, okay, well that changes the expense. Also, we have to go back to a hotel room, yeah, um, and then yeah. we're we're talking about, but um, I don't want to be at a hotel room two hours from where I want to be at sunrise, and so. It's, it's interesting to kind of wrestle through that stuff. Yeah. So I don't think that there's ever some, I think the furthest that we've ever been is probably 45 minutes from wherever we were shooting. Okay. Um, and, and both of us, we, we don't mind camping. If we are together and there's a hotel available, chances are we're going to both talk each other into the hotel. <laughs> sure. So that that's pretty much it. But just it just depends on on the group. And we've we've done our camping trips. We've done our yeah. sleeping in cars together and and stuff like that. Yeah, my, my and, most recent ones have been ridiculous, where it's like there is no sleeping. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm too old for that. <laughs> yes. I feel yes. it. For, well, I mean, you're a doctor, so you know, like your well, ankles get swollen. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I I mean. I, I remember like at the beginning of the photography journey, just going and going and I would, you know, go shoot Mount St. Helens after work, you know, and then for wildflowers and then you're working the next day. And I just, that was crazy. I can't even do, re- I wouldn't be able to do residency now. It's just, I'm just, yeah. ugh, no. <laughs> so one of, one of my good photography friends, um, that I shoot, shot a lot with for a couple of years is in his residency right now. And, um, uh, I don't know if you've met him, uh, Minaz Sarker. Yeah, I haven't met him, but he you was know. with us that night when was we, he? When we met. Yeah, 
Oh. Um, so he is in his late 20s. So mm-hmm. talking about unlikely crews, he's in his yeah. late 20s. I'm 46. <laughs> Cody is a tall white guy covered in tattoos. I'm Hispanic, Native American. Yeah. We've got another friend named Josh uh, who is uh, fast, wide, slow. Is his Instagram yeah, yeah. Great work. Out, he lives in Yakima now. But oh. it, and it was like this crew of hodgepodge folks. But uh, men took off and was like, I'm, I'm moving to New York. So he's now at Cedar sinai in mm-hmm. Manhattan doing mm-hmm. his residency. And he's like, yeah, this is way worse. The hours is way worse than going out landscape shooting with you guys. Yeah, I couldn't do it now. Yeah. I'm such a wimp now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, uh, there was one trip I did. In fact, the trip, that same trip I met you, my I got home and we, we got home and my wife said, hey, we're going to we're going to meet up with some friends. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't slept. I had, I had been going. I think the trip, just the trip was 18 hours. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't include the having woken up the, in the morning the day before. I got home and she's like, we're going out to dinner with some friends. And so we did that. <laughs> we got home at eight o'clock and I fell asleep at eight. And I didn't wake up till noon the next day. Oh and, my gosh. And she's just like, you're not doing that anymore. Because you're, like, you're like a horrendous person to be around. You just yeah. Well, that, and that's that's the thing. There's there's the balance that you have to you know because you have you have your home life as well, and you've got kids. Yep. So <laughs> kids, yeah, it's like we we've got um, the dogs aren't understanding either. They don't know why. I'm <laughs> True. I, that's where my husband comes in. So I'm grateful. Yeah. Let him. Let him uh, hey, you take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's fun. Well, and I think the, one of the things that I've learned is to not have the kind of the FOMO about even, even sunrises and, yeah, and kind of before the pandemic started happening, I, you know, would get up and go out every once in a while. And the, where I live, I don't have a good view um, Mm -hmm. of, of off to the, off to the East. And I seem to remember that you do, because I think, a few mornings I've been up and I've posted stuff and I look on Instagram stories and I can see that you have a really good view. Mine is not bad. Mine is not not bad at all in the morning. Yeah, so you don't have to have FOMO because you can just step out of your deck. and. Well, you know, well, yeah. The, the funny thing is, so, so many people are like, why aren't you shooting this? And, but there's one composition essentially or two right. or three. And so, you know, after a while, it's like you still get the FOMO because you want to go out and shoot something different. Now, I think with the smaller scenes and the abstracts, I'm actually, I just enjoy my view. Yeah, it's that's nice. not my jam anymore. It's, <laughs> and, and I'll shoot, I'll shoot it. I, you know, I have, I have, you know, from Death Valley, we got some pretty nice, we got some pretty nice uh, sunsets and stuff like that. Even in Utah, I've got a couple of rainbows and, you know, mm. but, you know, for me, if, if, if I don't shoot them, that's also okay, which is really, really nice. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, the newer remake of um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I So I watched that a um, uh, couple of weeks ago for the first time oh, wow. because somebody mentioned the, uh, was it the tiger? The Yeah. Snow yeah, and him. The snow leopard, that's it, yeah, and he not says, taking the shot. And... Sometimes I just, I see it, and I just want it for myself. Yeah. yeah, and and that resonates with me a lot, because 
And and that I think for me in terms of watching, enjoying nature be nature, that it's it's priceless and and it's a gift and we should look at it as a gift and be happy. Um, the other thing is um, with the way that my photography is, and I think it's Alex Noriega um, was one of the first people I heard say, you know, no one else has this image and this image is mine. And that's how I feel about the abstracts. And especially, you know, the, the sand abstracts, they don't even exist anymore. Um, you know, the water, the waves will come and wash that away. So, um, I don't know. I there's something, that. there's that's, something nice about that. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really yeah. cool. It's, I've, I, I haven't done as much of this, of the smaller abstract type scenes, but every once in a while I do. And especially when it's around you know, like snow, you know, that's the one snow mm-hmm. and ice. And it's interesting because I'm, my desktop image right now is, is an image from zigzag falls up in the mountain area. And it's all these icicles hanging yeah. off of yeah. logs. And it's cool because nobody can ever have that shot again. That's, oh. you know, the ice only existed right. that one day, and it's they'll never be exactly the same, um, unless my friend Cody yeah. shoots it alongside me the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of leads me to I, I mentioned I wanted to bring up uh, Jared, and and mm-hmm. and and not just him, but your your other friends that you shoot with. So here's what I'm really curious about: you have really different work, but you yeah. shoot together all the time. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, what is, you've talked about your process, you've talked about your development and what you like to shoot. Mm-hmm. What is that like shooting alongside him? Because I'm familiar with his work as well. And it is yeah. so different. Um, to, to everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, to everyone. And I, yeah. It's interesting because I find, and I th- especially in the last year, mm-hmm. he's pushed to this other place that is really unique. I think mm-hmm. I can kind of see some of the influences maybe of the, of the things that he's looking at, um, mm-hmm. both, both the things in nature, but also other artists and artists. Other, yeah. Other kinds of work. Yeah. But it's really different from what you, what you do. Um, especially when, you, when it comes to what you've already told me about how you feel about post-processing. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So he is, I would call him like quintessential artist, you know, like he, his process is about the art and photography initially for him. And I, I don't want to tell his story, but photography for him was kind of healing uh, mental health struggles, which he talks about um, pretty openly. Um, and he did photography, I think in high school. And I think the teacher that he, um, he had actually made them look at portrait art, uh, portrait uh, photographers as well as other uh, painters and different things. And so his influences have been very different. Whereas I have no artistic background. I didn't even know that I could be creative if I wanted to be. Um, and so for me, mine is more literal interpretations of what I see and the beauty of nature. Whereas his is telling a story um, in a very abstract way. Um, and if you, if you actually look at all of his images, there's, there's usually a write-up because he has ideas of images based on things he wants to portray. So he might have a vision before 
and he's looking for an image that will go with that vision. Mm. Um, and the one, the, the, I, the, the one thing that I love the most is that we will be standing and we will shoot. There was one time in Utah where there was all this haze from the fires and, and the sun, the sun was setting and it just, there were all of these just beautiful colors and he and I were just shooting and shooting and shooting because it was setting and, and the background was just beautiful. And when we, when we came back and looked at the back of our cameras, both of us were like, I didn't even see that. How did you see that? And the compositions were so different. Yeah. And we just, we just see things very differently and we will go to, and this is why I really enjoy shooting with him because, um, like now we 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 kind of joke that Death Valley trip. Like I'll take a photo and I'll be like, look, that's a Jerry shot, and he'll take Terry shots. And we're actually we were actually toying with uh, doing a series of each other's types of photos that we we take ourselves. Nice. Um, but the other great thing about it is that even if I look and I see a composition of his that I absolutely love, I don't go shoot it. That's his. Mm and and vice versa yeah. we we might be jealous that we didn't see it but that's okay mm. you know I, I like that um yeah i i think i've kind of had tried to have that kind of approach too when i'm out for shooting with friends to to not just go snag someone else's composition mm -hmm. but I, I think it's really interesting you said your yours is maybe a little more of a, a literal interpretation of what you what you see there and i i feel like when i look through his work oftentimes what i'm seeing is that he's and I listened to his, you know, he had, he did a podcast as well with, uh, mm -hmm. with Matt Payne yeah. to listen. And it's almost like he's, he's gathering pieces to assemble. Exactly. Um, yeah. He already has an end vision in mind and he's look, looking for the, the individual pieces to put together. Yes. Yes. Which Whereas is kind I, of, I, I have no cool. vision. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And to sit and talk to him, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, and so it's very, we're very complimentary. I've learned a lot from him with regards to color as well and the way he sees color. Mm -hmm. um, it's just been a, it's been a very, very interesting friendship. And I think during the pandemic, especially both of us being in the medical field, um, a lot of stressors with work. And so photography became kind of an outlet for both of us. And um, we were fortunate enough that because we were both kind of, at risk, we, we, we would go out together a little bit more often. Sure. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think the rest of us are starting to catch up with you, but it's nice that you're able to do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I, we, we would do it safe, safely because we still exactly. had, you know, spouses at we home still have and, jobs and, and spouses. And, yeah. 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 It's been interesting. I, I have found that my, my friend group are all, everybody's itching to, you know, we're all, everybody's get, getting their shots. I got my second yeah. one like a week and a half ago. And, nice. Um, my teenage boys have their, are getting their second shots next week. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of those where, you know, I think everybody is hoping that we can get to these places, but then also still remembering, oh yeah, we still need to be careful. This is, yeah. We're not there. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that that's, that's the balance that we're going to have to, we're just we're always going to have to, to have, I think, in, in terms of, for mental health reasons, we've got to live life, um, especially if this doesn't go anywhere. But that doesn't mean, you know, you 
you throw caution to the wind. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, that's cool. Do you find that, and uh, you, we've talked a lot about him, um, you, you know, kind of your partnership there as photographers. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the other folks that you're friends with that you shoot with regularly, are they kind of similar to you? Or are they also really different? Really different. I think, um, so I don't know if you know Alicia Golek. Um, she tends to gravitate towards more astrophotography, but mm-hmm. um, she hasn't really been able to do that recently. Um, then there's Michael Howard, who um, he does a lot more of the iconic shots and mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. Sean Hasselden does a lot more of the grand scenes. Yeah. Um, so we all kind of have the things that we love, um, but we can we all get get together and we, we shoot what we want. I remember, um, I think before the pandemic, I think I went out with Michael and Sean and they, they wanted, what was it? Uh, it was Rainier. And when I went, I was shooting and I wasn't really loving it. And I just went and walked, uh, walked off. And uh, I ended up getting a lot of foggy scenes that weren't you know, the mountain, but it was lovely for me. Um, but they got, they got what they, they looked for as well. And so it's just, it's just a matter of, you know, it's the company. Yeah. Well, it's cool that it compliments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it's always kind of fun to figure out who, uh, who you can shoot with it, where you're not doing the same exact thing. Yeah. um, And it's also nice. I think I have found with, this is, it's this way with a lot of different art. It's, it's fun to be able to um, collaborate, connect with people who, mm-hmm. um, you, where you don't have to talk a lot. Where yes, comfortable where, where, silence. Yeah, where it's you know you're both com- comfortable. It doesn't get weird. Nobody has to get passive aggressive about it. You yeah. you can make suggestions and you're, it's like you're already thinking the same thing. Yep. Which yep. is which is kind of fun. I and I and if you're like you know you mentioned your husband goes out shooting with you at times. Mm-hmm. My one of my sons will shoot, and then nice. rarely does rarely does anything with the pictures. The same, yeah. But it's interesting because it's great for me to shoot with him because he'll just hang out for as long as I want to. But then if I try to my wife or my my daughter or my other son, they're all like, "Can we?" They're like tapping their watch. My other son just totally gets his, the lights going off, Dad. Yeah, there, yeah, that's awesome. At least you have one. At least you have one. Well, he actually has a, he actually is working at camp this summer as the camp photographer. So nice. We'll see what nice. he does with that. See if, if he, uh, you it, know, it, at least, at least he has, he has a start. And even if, you know, he puts it down for 10 years and then he realizes what he's missing and then picks it back up, at least it's a start. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I did. I mean, I, I shot yeah. years ago on lots and lots of film and then I just walked away from it for a few years. And then I kind of came back to it with shooting on an iPhone. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible. Well, Indeed. we are, we're kind of wrapping, getting close to uh, an hour here. And I mm-hmm. would love to know uh, if there's anybody that you, and you've mentioned a few names of friends, but who, who should we talk to? And it doesn't have to be specifically one of your friends. It could be somebody that's inspiring to you, but we'd just love to know who you'd suggest. Um, so there are a lot of people there there are a lot of people who inspire me. Jared, obviously he's one. Um, Michael Howard, 
even though he's he's a friend, he's one of those people who's super quiet and he does he does these shows and stuff and then all of a sudden he'll just tell you and you, you didn't even know he was doing stuff. So I think he would be an interesting one to kind of pick his brain on how he does things. Um, but in terms of inspirations for me, um, TJ Thorne, Alex Noriega, uh, Sarah Marino, Jennifer Renwick, those are the people who I think had the biggest impact on my photography journey in the last year. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of others, but yeah. No, that's great. Just, that's great. Yeah. Just, just well, people who, who, uh, you know, follow their own path and, and yeah. it's, 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 yeah. They're, those are all, um, they're all super talented. Uh, yeah. I, I'll have to, I, I'm going to have to just reach out to TJ cause I, I don't, Do know it. T, I don't know TJ really well, but I yeah. actually run into him a couple out in the field a couple times. Really? Yeah. And it was amazing watching him do some of his abstract water shots mm-hmm. when I saw him. I was like, yeah. He messaged me, he goes, hey, man, this is what I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones that's really cool. I don't, I don't remember if it's in his portfolio, but. He's, he's, an, he's a really, he's one, he's nice. So reach out to him and I can reach out to him for you if you'd, if you'd like. And, um, but he's so, enough, he's so talented. Together, I can... There you go. Yeah. But he's also super talented um, and just looks at things so differently. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, good. Well, so your work, we've already established that you don't have a website yet, but you're going to. You're going to get I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to push pause. My, my, uh, apparently my computer yeah, is not plugged in, so give me one second. Go ahead. We're, we're like a minute from finishing. So Okay. I thought it was plugged in, but apparently not. There we go. Okay. Cool. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay. Restarting. Yes. So, um, yeah, when you get that website going, send me a link and we'll uh, – Definitely. To the world. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, what is the best place for people to go and see your photography? For right now, it's just Instagram. My my page and I. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's that's great. That's yeah. how I've been following your work and – uh, it's been it's been fun to watch, you know, to watch the stuff you're talking about develop over the last couple of years. It's oh, I really, really I inspiring. honestly, I I really appreciate the the time and the interest, honestly, because it was it's it's always surprising for me um, because it was just me having a little bit of fun and just changing course a little bit. Well, I think it's great when. I think too often we, we, we get away from the having a little fun yeah, and, be, and it becomes something we take seriously. I mean, anecdotally, I have been so mad at Instagram the last couple of days and because it's like, it's like I'm posting photos for myself to myself. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody's seeing them. Yeah. And I, have to, I have to remember, you know, I'm dealing with like a weird algorithmic thing that doesn't belong to me. Exactly. And Anytime that I start to worry too much about who's seeing it and what are they blocking or what are they promoting, I, I start to get on myself and that's just no good. And it, it's also good to remind yourself it's not real life, you know, um, it's, it's not real life. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is that you, 
our lives get to be sprinkled with all these beautiful images of all these beautiful there you go there you go yes very good (laughs) well thanks again uh tara for taking the time to talk with me thank you thank you it was fun thank you so much for spending this time with us if you like what you heard please subscribe share it with your friends and leave a review on apple podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice also i'm open to suggestions for interesting people to interview so if you know of someone i should talk to please reach out you can reach out to me via the email link in the show notes or you can send a message on instagram or facebook with the handle at go take pictures new episodes are on the way soon and if you subscribe you'll get them as soon as they drop but in the meantime go take pictures